Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast, the last one of the week, Friday the 13th of October, with me, Simon Calder. And yes, I am at a railway station, as I so often seem to be. And yes, once again, it's London Waterloo, the busiest in Britain. I'm looking specifically out at platforms 20 to 24 in this vast station. They're the ones on the north side. And that is, or if you remember the Richard Impossible film, the west side. Um, I don't know why they changed it, but uh, it's the one with the great uh, steel and glass curved arch that was used for Eurostar for uh, the first 14 years of uh, that cross-channel train company's life. The exciting thing is that for the first time in the history of Eurostar, so that's since 1994, we could finally be getting competition between operators traveling from London to Paris. Let me explain why this is important. Uh, the infrastructure is owned by various people. You've got uh, uh, HS1, High Speed One, which owns the bit between London St Pancras International, the new hub for Eurostar, and the Channel Tunnel. Then you've got the tunnel itself, um, run by a company called Getlink. And then you've got the French infrastructure, um, largely in the hands of the uh, French government. But the lesson from right across Europe is when you allow free and fair competition, the rail traveller benefits. I mean, let's have a look. We have had a transport revolution since the early 1990s when Eurostar started. The trouble is, it's been aviation in terms of um, international travel that has been transformed. And that's entirely because European open skies meant that any airline could fly from anywhere in Europe to anywhere else. And even despite Brexit, the uh, government appreciates that open skies are the best way to deliver great competition, improving standards, lowering fares, expanding choice. All of that could be happening on the uh, link from London to Paris, which is, despite the uh, also being able to travel to Brussels and to Amsterdam on Eurostar, it's London Paris, which is the main focus of interest, um, two biggest cities in Western Europe. And also, of course, from Paris, you can travel onwards to all sorts of other lovely places by train. But the fares are high. Now, when, huh, almost 30 years ago, I was here, the lowest fare you could get on Eurostar was £95 return. The lowest now is £78 return. So that's pretty good. Um, three decades and the price actually drops. But it's still, for most people traveling at most times, an expensive proposition. 
when I've needed previously to travel from on one occasion Paris to London short notice um, I was faced with either paying over 200 pounds for a two-hour 15-minute train trip or um, catching a train from the same station Gare du Nord to Charles de Gaulle Airport getting on a plane EasyJet flying to Southend catching another train obviously all of which was far more hassle and cost uh, took 50% yeah, longer but um, the fare was just so astronomically high that I just thought well, I can't um, can't be doing with this so if you bring in competition and there is a Spanish company which is looking pretty serious about this we've had other people coming and going we even had German Railway saying ah oh, we're gonna start running trains direct from London St Pancras through to um, uh, Cologne via Brussels they even brought a German high-speed train to London to show off nothing happened about that and other companies have tried to compete but now we've got a new company called Evolin um, which seems to have serious money one billion pounds behind it they have ordered 12 trains from the uh, French manufacturer Alstom, which is good. Uh, they are talking about launching services in 2025. Um, actually, on the time frame of, um, of of rail, getting those running within what two years would be uh, very very impressive. And I think that might be a little ambitious. Um, there's so many obstacles. You've got to get the rolling stock, the trains, certified and that will certainly be happening um, as the companies uh, compete you've um, then got to get the uh, space at london st pancras now bear in mind that eurostar is actually getting uh, having to cap limit the number of people traveling on its trains for a long time um, they've been doing this really since um, the resumption of services after Brexit, because we, after and COVID, we uh, asked to have our passports examined and stamped. There isn't um, really space to do that, so they are limiting the number of passengers on some trains. That's going to be a problem, particularly when the entry-exit system comes in. That is scheduled for uh, some time. Well, maybe ne late next year, probably the year after and then you'll need to be fingerprinted and um, have your facial biometric taken as well. Uh, so lots of obstacles to getting this to work, but I think this is the most plausible um, option for competition. And I think it would do not just the traveler, I think it would do Eurostar, the world of good. Good company, great people running trains, solid operation, but everybody needs competition to flourish. So from an increasingly busy London, Waterloo. I hope you have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.